Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast where we cover all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Jerome Chang, who has been hosting our series, our Loki series. We're at a finale right now. Uh, welcoming everyone to the pod. I'm going to start with our core three, Anthony Canton III. I wish this was video so everyone could see that he came in his best Vin Diesel cosplay. How are you doing, AC? Oh my gosh, I'm doing wonderful, Jerome. I'm, I'm just here for the party tonight. It's a Kang party. Party for Kang. <laughs> party for Kang. Joining this party for Kang, we have Jake Christie. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, I didn't dress up as Vin Diesel. I would have if I knew, if I would have gotten the memo, and if I also had any sleeveless t-shirts. <laughs> and, uh, and then also, Jody, we have two of our, two of some of our favorite guests. Uh, first off, he is the producer and co-host of Cinephobe on Count the Dings, Anthony Mays, here for another episode of Loki. How you doing, buddy? I'm back. You're no back. filler episode this time, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> we closed it out. We closed it out. We made it up. There's no room Welcome for back, buddy. anymore. Yes. And I mean, th this is such a great moment having her back. I feel like she might have more secret assignments in the TVA at this point. Uh, yeah. Just like on, on, on the in the works. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie Williams. Steph, how are you? Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Hey. I missed you all. And I'm doing well. Um, I'm happy to be here for the finale because, man, three Marvel shows in a row, right? I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well i mean that oh, wait no no there is one that remains uh that's our patreon patreon.com slash mc university uh mc university pod i never get i always get the point of doing it and then i don't get the url right ever patreon.com slash mc university pod uh for anyone who has been following already thank you once again and anyone who's interested yeah, definitely check us out. We got a lot of stuff in there. I'm sure we're going to plug it at the end of this episode. But let's let's talk about the episode that we're here for, Loki. Uh, I'm going to start with Steph, just because Steph hasn't been with us uh, this entire series. Um, in general, how have you felt about these six episodes of Loki? Um, kind of like, I don't know, like there and back. Okay. Uh, so the very first episode, I really enjoyed. Second as well. Well... I was, I think I was kind of mad on the second one. The third one, surprisingly, um, is the one where I woke back up. And mm -hmm. I think that's because of um, some of the character uh, work that was being done. And also, like, they were on Lamentas and the planet was getting ready to, like, explode. So I love that. Um, and I think maybe the, the fifth episode, I know everyone really loves, but that one, I don't know. Like, I... I um, it didn't hit me the same way that I thought it would because you have all these different Lokis. I'm your boastful Loki, Croc <laughs> uh, Loki. Um, all in, like I just felt like I should have, I don't know, like felt more strongly about it. You have Eliav, and mm -hmm. I don't know. And like by the sixth episode or whatever, the finale, um, even though it was like heavy with exposition, I did enjoy it. But I think that is purely because of Jonathan Majors. Okay. I just need to say, as the Floridian on the podcast, I know you didn't mean any ill intent, but it is an alligator Loki. A crocodile would be different. <laughs> I was well, waiting. I, 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 no, no, I, 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 I know. Yeah. And I purposely said crocodile instead of alligator because in my heart, I wanted to be a crocodile so that he can be like the Birkin bag variant. Of <laughs> That's fine. I, I understand that. And I won't disrespect your heart, but I will say it once again. I'm contractually obligated 
the alligators it's, it's and only crocodiles have, they have different shaped snouts if you see them it's side fair. by side you can tell the difference the, the thing is steph no, like fair. jake actually has to leave the show if he doesn't come in like that is no actually, it's actually that i can't go back to florida to, yeah. i'm not yeah, allowed they're to gonna pull his florida card <laughs> yeah he's yeah, not allowed to do math in a burger king bathroom anymore if he <laughs> exactly misidentifies exactly. the reptile yeah. I, I respect it no you know what it, it's actually uh it, it's funny because i think when it comes to jake ac and me we've been really high on the series as a whole but i have been catching and talking to other people that like there are people who are not as high about on the series and mm-hmm. i think this is actually one of those cases that like it is hitting all my sensibilities of things i like Mm-hmm. And that's why I've enjoyed it so much and not realizing, you know, even in the context of like, it's so not like a lot of Marvel things that we've gone through. And I think for mm-hmm. people who are really into Marvel, I think it it could pull you out of it. Um, it's it's a weird show. I like the weird, but I, I understand that some people don't <laughs> and um, not as much. And Maze, I mean, we had you on for a filler. Uh, you've gotten to take in a few more episodes since end the finale. How are you sitting right now at the end of it all? This is my favorite of the series. Yep. I okay. am way more interested in weird time bending multidimensional thought than I am in dwelling in the grief of in, in knowing you that's like, perfectly makes sense. And while I enjoyed WandaVision and even Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I think was like several steps down compared Mm. to these two, this one did the thing that is most important to me, which is it actually has real consequences for other stuff going forward. Whereas like WandaVision, although, you know, thanks to Steph, I learned how important it was that Monica Rambo was introduced. But like each of those previous shows did a couple things. But more or less, it was like, well, we tied this up with a nice little bow and we're going to put this back down and we're just going to move forward. And yeah, you know, the, the, now Wanda's like, a little more powerful. Now the we other got shows definitely Captain set up America. For, like planted things that will happen in the future. This one blew the whole fucking thing up. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. yeah. And uh, Maze, you bring up a good point. And I think that's another reason why I just need to watch it all over again. Mm. Um, because again, like, I do think that it's good. It's just that because the story wasn't so insular, it required me to do a little bit more focus than um, WandaVision and uh, Falcon and his bad friend. Well, actually, I want to ask you uh, because, like, you that, uh, uh-huh. Steph. I, I feel like, because this is also something that kind of came out of watching Black Widow as well. I feel not having movies for a bit and then going into these Disney Plus series, it was almost like coming out of those ones, like I was conditioned to watch Marvel a certain way. And then yes. Loki kind of messed it up at that. Well, not messed it up, but like yep. it just changed and it up that I had to like rethink it. No, that's fair because uh, Black Widow, Black Widow, I wasn't on with you all, but I did enjoy that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I also surprised myself, but also because it was more of an insular story. Right. And I think just, I think it's more so personal if anything for Loki with me. Um, and because Marvel has uh, trained us to watch their movies in a certain way. Loki broke out of that. And I just wasn't mm-hmm. ready to switch that gear. Um, right. So that's why I'm just like, I'm going to rewatch it um, because episode three, even the first episode, the way they introduced Loki, um, there's like this reset to its character. And it's like, okay, well, how are they going to rework the Loki that we got all the way up into, into the time 
that Thanos, Thanos killed him. And then they're able to do it within a span of what, 10 minutes? Um, yeah. When he rewatches his life and then you see him have that moment where he realizes like, oh, you know, I can be different. Um, this is not my destiny. I'm, it, you know, I can be someone else. And, and they, they're Loki that we can have faith in that, you know, he'll go in another direction than the one who showed up in your to uh, take over the world. So yeah. I thought that that was brilliant writing and I really love that. So um it's just kind of interesting that uh, the point of like how Marvel has trained us to watch movies maybe um, hurt them a little bit, at least um, for me, as far as like switching to Loki. And I wonder how Even many other shows. I feel like some of the um, like in yeah. WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, like some of the big reveal or character, you know, like they get over this hump moment happens like about two thirds or three quarters away into the series. And it was almost like mm-hmm. Loki decided, hey, for the last 10 minutes of the first episode, we're going to hit that moment right now. And just like, now no one knows yeah. what we're going to do with this guy. Yeah, I, I think that- And that was dope. Was, yeah, very I cool. I 100% agree. Because I think that the show would have been tedious if it was about him becoming good. Because it's like, we I already saw that yeah. already. But yes. I think that, I think another thing that made it, I think, not polarizing, because I don't know who just dislikes it. But I think that made it a, a tough thing to get into is that it is incredibly talky. It is mm. like such a, and mm-hmm. as I joked about on our, our last Loki pod, as someone whose note in TV writing school was almost exclusively, Jake, this is all just people talking to each other. I have no problem with that. But um, it is like, it is incredibly dense. And I think that in the same way that Marvel t- trained us to watch certain things a certain way, I think that Marvel kind of, especially with the movies, like anything that's important to know is also kind of associated with a set piece. Whereas this, it's like, you can just have 20 minutes of dialogue that's, and you need to pay attention to almost all of it. And that's not to say that if you don't like it, it means you're not paying attention, but it is just a completely different watching experience Mm -hmm. than any other Marvel property. Yeah. Without question. Well, I mean, like speaking about, you know, if if you took some issue to it, they gave you a finale that was entirely that Um, it, in so many ways, like I was thinking about it, it wasn't exactly, but it almost felt like it was a bottle episode, like for a finale, just yeah. sitting in one room and talking through, ex- just explaining everything that's going on and introducing us to a brand new character. I, I'm super happy. Uh, I think a lot of us had speculated like, yeah, we knew we were going to see Jonathan Majors. Uh, we thought it was going to be Kang. We, I don't think we saw Kang yet. And we, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be something around the lines of like a Thanos type avengers post-credit teaser scene and instead again what five ten minutes into it there he is just Mm -hmm. sitting there smiling his gleeful ass at you ac how did it feel that you got kang or i'm gonna do air quotes kang uh in this Mm -hmm. if you watch this with his name if you call watch this with captions he is constantly referred to as he who remains he who remains and that's how he's listed in the credits too yeah but um, so whether you want to call him a Mortis or Kang or whatever, whatever the name you want to use, the bottom mm. line is, what we got here. And by the way, and he play, he jokes think, he jokes about himself. He comments. He says, "I go by different names." Yeah, he uses the Conqueror. He uses yep, yeah, yep. and he uses a lot of different names. I think the thing that stands out to me, this episode should not have worked. It should not have <laughs> because I think in a lot of ways. You took the Loki and Sylvie arc and kind of pushed it to the back for like the majority of the episode, basically until the sword fight happens and the brief conversation towards the end. 
and it's a dissertation from He Who Remains. Jonathan Majors was just on a level where all I cared about was what he was doing. Yeah. It didn't matter anything else. And Hiddleston and DiMartino are tremendous in this show. And yeah. I didn't They're care. Blown off the fucking screen. They're blown off the set. They're great actors and they were blown off. They were blown out of the studio. Hiddleston said as such, he was like, he came in our last week of filming and blew everybody away. And he really did. I just could, I just was sitting there. I like that. And my wife I told my friend, at me. He, it looked like he smiled yeah. more in the first five minutes than he did in the entirety of Lovecraft Country. <laughs> For real. Like he was, so, and that's the thing, like um, my guy, Charles Murphy, he mentioned this. It's like, it looked like Majors definitely wanted to try something new. And the idea of variants of playing much different versions of himself. And this is mm -hmm. quote unquote, the good one um, that we see in this point. It just got me excited for the whole thing. And I think you can't evaluate him as your Thanos per se. And to use Charles's words, it's like, you have to evaluate him as a main character in this whole arc going forward, because Completely. that's the type of presence. That's the type of um, just ability to convey that. It was just magnetic. There's so many words that you can use for that performance but it made me forget about the plot of the show and and basically everything else. It's just the concentration well, on him. There's something you mentioned there, and I think the series has done such a good job of it in a way that I wasn't expecting, because I think when we talked about early on the idea of multiverse, mm -hmm. it was this kind of idea that we thought would be a cheap play, that it was just like, all right, it's just another version of this, another version of that. But they spent this entire series using multiple variants and versions of Loki to actually make him like face himself in a very like character building sort of way, as opposed to just like, you know, what happened essentially in this episode five, where it was just a farce mm -hmm. and he was just, it was like everyone betraying each other. Like that's what you expected when you think about, I'm just going to get so many different versions of myself. And I think because they set it up that way throughout the series, it makes the Jonathan Majors introduction as the first version of this character that we're seeing, like makes sense to me. And like yeah. makes it exciting in like knowing what is to come next. Uh, I'm gonna, sorry, what was that, AC? No, no, I say that there's more. There, there's, there's more there's to come. There's just so much more of him to come in this, and and it's like I was sitting there, and I was I was saying before, my my wife was looking at me, just beaming at the screen because I just could not believe how good this was. Right, Maze. How did you feel about our introduction to this current version of He Who Remains? Well, I love Jonathan Majors very much. Mm -hmm. uh, all the way. I mean, Last Black Man in San Francisco, he is electric in that movie. And everything that all of his success that followed that makes complete sense. And while I heard that he was announced as king, while I knew that he was coming, you know, to s the idea of him coming in and playing one version of a character who is basically the architect from the matrix and is all knowing <laughs> right. and just gonna dump exposition on you for the like systemic anomaly 15 20 minutes you know offer offer our main characters the illusion of a choice yeah it's fantastic stuff but then he's gonna throw this away and the next time we see him he's gonna be completely different and that's awesome i'm really yeah. excited for that and I mean, yeah, like it's crazy that the first, like that they would do a thing that the first impression will not end up being the standing character throughout. 
Yeah. Right. I, I, the thing I find fascinating about the character, and AC and staff, correct me if I'm wrong, if this is completely off base with the comics, but the they're different personalities and stuff, but I love the idea of the Kang in whatever universe he's in, whether he's a good guy, a bad guy, he always is the person who is powerful enough to discover the different universes. He's, and he's always that it, the consistency is that he is always like supremely powerful. It just depends on who he he's is. He's Rick Sanchez. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, yes. he's all the Ricks. Yeah. It's, um, we're literally, there's literally a council of Ricks. just like, there's a council of Kangs. Like <laughs> it's, it's very on point. Like this, this is why, they're bringing in Rick and Morty writers to do this, to do right. mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, and to do Quantumania. They're all from the Rick and Morty tree. They're like, you like weird? Cool, come over here. Um, Wait, you guys actually dope. have multiverse experience? <laughs> 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 and I think that's what was brilliant about Jonathan Major's performance of mm-hmm. um, He Who Show is the only one who remains, or whatever his name is. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yes, Lord Mortis. Voldemort. He's dressed like a mortis. Uh, he prunes. Yes. <laughs> it's a mortis. Yes. Um, but like, I, I think that's what was so brilliant about his performance because the way that he, he delivered those lines, um, it was like this this man who was just at the very, like, who was tired at the very end of his rope. But mm. You could just see from Major's performance that he just had so many different ideas for the different iterations of Kang that we we're going to get. Like, I can't wait to see him as Roma Tut if we get that. Um, uh, Scarlet Centurion, if we get that version. Um, I'm just, I don't know, like something about it was like very uh, Shakespearean and what the, I only said that because people have been talking about Romeo plus Juliet on the timeline nonstop for like five <laughs> days. Um, but, <laughs> yes you're very welcome um but i I just thought that that was what was so brilliant about his performance that um we got one version beginning to end and now we're going to get so many more and that's why like when sylvie you know awesome i'm just like well girl i hope you're happy karen because you just messed everything up I mean, if anything, Sylvie pulled another like. Star Wars, right? Yeah, well, the TVA is a Black-owned company, and <laughs> Sylvie in that moment was very much um, mm-hmm. a Karen who, I mean, like, I get it. She wants free will. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not tripping off of that, but I just, I, I don't know. That's another reason why I just really love this episode. I'm like, yeah, no matter what, I'm rooting for everybody Black because- She from, didn't like them having a very... barbecue in her park <laughs> no. is what happened. But to have this type of- um, this type of character, uh, this level, like he is above Thanos. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so far, like, yeah, yeah the, the power <laughs> scale has been shifted just to an unbelievable degree. It's like actually kind of hard to fathom any hero that we currently have really mattering. It's the way right. that he's, it's the way, and also it's the way that he not only emotes, but speaks. It's like, mm-hmm. you, give, you give the characters these choices and you already say like, we know, I know what you're going to do. doesn't <laughs> matter. He's just laughing. He's just having fun. He's just chilling. He's like, he knows he's going to die. And that, and even just the, the little see you soon. Yeah. Just like, you know, he's gonna die. so he's lying. When Reincarnation, he says that, baby. So wait, he's oh lying when he says that he doesn't know where time, when he says that the, that like, he doesn't know what's happening anymore. He was lying when he said that then? Not necessarily. No, no, I, think um, he, I, don't, I, don't, I think that he doesn't know, but it's 
it literally is the same thing as the Matrix. It's like well, yeah. I give you a choice. Right. No, yeah, no, that's what I thought. I, 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 I knew that he was okay dying. I just, I when he said that he that at that moment when like things changed, like ten that, seconds ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah, I, I just want to make sure that that well, I didn't miss an obvious lie. But um, but I think it's I think it's mainly because he knows Sylvie so well that. He oh, knows for sure, what yeah. she's going to do regardless. Yeah. So yeah, he's dropping hints he early in the conversation about how you can't trust anybody. And right. I, I, the what I compare it to, which is a weird comparison, but I think it's apt, is here. It reminds me a lot of Willy Wonka, in that he yeah. is the way he's yeah. playing it is that, and I love this. I love that he plays it this way. Is that the reason he talks the way he is? Is because you can tell he is so excited to see other people. He probably yeah. hasn't seen yeah. another person in eons and he's right. just so excited to talk to someone else and like he actually well, is it, like it really is the willy wonka scene where he's like he's you made it to the end you made it to the end and and he offers to them his job you yeah. know and it's like it, it very it felt like that there was an earnest excitement to like that like yes he could make things very like he could just make an ultimatum or he could kill them or he could like you know speed up to the end but part he wants to just talk and you know have a conversation with these people because he just they, they made it to the end and he's enjoying himself it's not as uh he's not very like um robotic about it that clearly he gets something emotionally out of this which I thought, and he just i mean also the apple i mean all that when it, yeah. shout out to dr strange rule yes shout out to dr strange with the apple people pointed that out on the discord chats to everyone who did and by that. apple people just, you mean like steve jobs or like who are you talking about <laughs> uh yes the yes steve jobs steve osnack no um tim cook but no the but he's really just following the brad pitt rule of if you act while eating something you act 15 percent better <laughs> it just it really just and, and i don't know if anyone if you ever tried to act i remember i took like a tiny acting class in college i did a scene where i was eating something i swear to god i acted 15 percent better because you're not thinking about acting you're thinking about i gotta chew this fuck I, right. I gotta chew this food right right it puts you in his zone. now ac i have a question for you I'm going to put you, you can be either Sylvia or Loki in that situation, but like you are presented with this option. Which option do you take? I mean, I'm the pragmatic one like Loki was in the scenario, so I would okay. run the TVA. You would run the TVA? I, 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 don't, I don't have the same, you know, vitriol and vengeance that she had in that scenario. So that like, are, are we, are we looking at this? Like, obviously in terms of our entertainment as fans, we love what Sylvie did, but she done mm -hmm. fucked up. Oh, yeah. she sure right. did. Right. Most, but, and, uh, oh, oh my yeah. God. But and I, the thing is, I think that it was motivated by vengeance, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I also yeah. think that in no small part, it's motivated by. It's not just that, like she. The reason she, if she actually believes, I feel that like what the right said, buttons got pushed. Is what happened yes, there. But I, but yeah. I also think that if she actually one hundred percent believed what he said, I don't think she would have done it. I think that she didn't believe him. That she's yeah. like, no, this is just another lie. You've lied right. every step of the way. Why am I, why am I supposed to believe you now? And so, like, I don't think it's like. But in so many ways, like, it felt I like Kang so much, didn't I'm want cause... her to believe him. What? Yeah, she didn't want to believe him. No. No, a bit like that. Kang or he who remains uh, almost would prefer that. Actually, I guess he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. But my, yeah, that's my question, care. Jerome, exactly. is yeah. if they take over the TVA, does he like retire? He's already on the <laughs> Citadel at the end of time. Like where right. else is there to go? I know. Bulk of Raton, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Kang riding a jet ski. That's the post-credit stinger we should have exactly. gotten. Well, let, let's take a small break from them just because we do have a small scene between Mobius and Ravona Renslayer played by who, Jake? Thank you, sir.
And um, so I think we do get some of our answers about that we were asking uh, about Ravona in terms of where exactly she stood with it. And I'm actually going to point to you, Jake, in terms of just because you were really uh, providing at least a pretty good analysis of what you thought before, like where she sits, does that align with what you were thinking she was at? Yeah, I, I thought that, because obviously I think people are probably confused because she's obviously Kang's uh, girlfriend in mm -hmm. comics. But I thought that um, her position was a lot like, you know that me, you know that like bit from Community that was a meme where it's uh, Annie when the Dean has his film that he's making and she's like, the Dean has to be a genius because if he's not a genius, then <laughs> right. that means I just yeah. wasted three days of my life working right. for a crazy right. person. That I think that she's in the position where it's like, the TVA has to be doing something important because if it's not doing something important, that means that I've dedicated my life and killed people over something that wasn't important. So therefore, I have to believe that it's important. Mm. And I think that that is a very interesting That's a good way of putting it. Because that is a very real thing. I think that that's like a, I, I can understand where that she's coming from that like, she just can't, Whereas Mobius is willing to like accept an alternative, mm -hmm. she is so completely that what the, the the mental damage it would cause her to reevaluate what she has done with the like, the perspective that maybe the TVA wasn't doing good is so painful that she can't accept that, and I think that that is an interesting place to leave her character. And Seth, I like I am wondering just because we do have you for the first time uh, talking about the series now. How did you feel about the Ravona Renslayer character in general throughout this series? Um, I wanted a little bit more, um, and I'm not saying that we didn't get enough, but I just wanted a little bit more as far as like, um, like how to feel about her moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, we do get that by the sixth episode, but I think what I needed was a little bit more shiftiness, um, maybe a little bit more between her and Ms. Minutes. Um, I don't know, like, I just kind of feel like Maybe if um, the roles were reversed and uh, we would have gotten Mobius um, kind of acting like her and her doing the Mobius thing, or if we would have gotten maybe, because there is something between her and uh, Kang that eventually does happen. Right. Um, it happens throughout history in different iterations of him. So even if there was, um, I don't know, like maybe if she would have been at the castle or something like that. But I did enjoy. I thought she was going to show up there when she went through the temple. A little bit more. Yes, yeah, so I, I thought. Me same too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can't and... temp to the castle, can you? I know. I don't believe. No. Unless so. you have no. the black well, gold. No. Unless, no. unless there's tempad. some secret temp yeah. that we don't know about. No, I very much. Speaking of Apple things. people, good lord, that watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know that's uh, funny. I'm I'm generally curious because there was a couple of things that happened with Ravona. Obviously, you get B15 um in 2018 finding yeah. mm -hmm. I guess the original Ravona at her at her school teaching. Mm -hmm. And obviously we don't go back to that. And now the timelines are splintered. So like I'm curious to see uh where that goes. Also, you know, season two. Oh, yep. where did she go? I wonder if she went to, I wonder if Miss Minutes gave her a map to go see uh, another version of Kang in the future um, at some point, and so. maybe that's something that we get. So we'll, well see. Well, she asked for some files, right? And then Miss Minutes is like, no, actually, here are the files that I'm giving yeah, you. Yeah, I think he, right. I think Kang changed it up a little bit, knowing the scenario that was about to occur. And for all we know, the Kang that we meet in this isn't necessarily the Kang that she will go meet. Definitely. Right, exactly. No. Right. And, and so I'm at, as 
Steph, you describe it like it's the film The Time Traveler's Life. And so we mm-hmm. don't know what version of Eric Bana mm-hmm. she's going to run into. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that the, I, I'm excited to see what they do for season two. I think she kind of got a short change in season one. But I think as I, I don't know, I, I don't think she that, did, though. What? I think it's fine. I, know, I think it's fine that yeah. we didn't get a lot of her because there is going to be a season two. Like even think, that yeah. reveal like retroactively changed a lot of what I was feeling about the show prior. Um, because I'm like, oh, so we'll just get a continuation because not only is this leading into just the bigger movies, it's leading into its own season two. So yeah. again, in like, so many ways, it doesn't require, we didn't require this series to nail the landing that we needed exactly. to with a WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which is what we discussed in after episode three it was like they only have three more episodes to do like a right. bunch of shit and like clear like clearly they did the most important thing which is incite multiversal chaos yeah, but right. they didn't put owen wilson on a jet ski so the story is clearly not over yes, yes exactly I, yeah. I, I will say i think that well yes this episode mostly was about the multiversal chaos which was not what the whole show was about i think after episode two the arc of the show really was the relationship between Loki and Sylvie, and that yep. did have a resolution to it. Well, let's um, talk about the resolution. What happens in their final moment together before Sylvie sent kicks uh, Loki away, Jake? Uh, they kiss, and it was really nice, and made my heart feel warm. And then it didn't. Um, you know, is that a consensus around the room? Did we did we feel no, heartwarmed? No. Hot take, hot take. <laughs> it was the kiss, not killing Immortus, that caused the multiverse to explode. No, Yo, that's a great that. take. I don't know that's if I agree I with thought. it, but I love it. I mean, no, seriously, I thought them kissing, and I thought because like, remember, them, guys, like all of a sudden, like that little the their whatever what was it that they mentioned, like whatever Nexus their event? moment was yeah, by the Nexus lake. Event. Nexus event. Yeah, yeah, the Nexus yeah. event when they're about when they're building up to the kiss that got yeah. cock blocked by Mobius. Right. <laughs> that is what starts yeah. to really spike that shit. As I said on at the episode four pod, I'm absolutely here for any story in which love is just the overall like mm. be all mm. end all it's choosing the world I'll, I'll always be here for it. so if you a kiss with, cornball jake god damn right, right. You, i will wear it i will tattoo that on my forehead um but no I, i'm not gonna tattoo cornball on my forehead um, say, that was that like, was like the florida man on jake's shoulder yeah like, <laughs> and then like no no, no but no but what i was gonna say that. is that i think that that is i would love to see the, if that is the case i would love to see them explore that because mm-hmm. i do wonder what because obviously, like beyond like the variants kissing each other is weird. What right. is it? What is the energy that is happening when that happens? Well, AC, you it sounds like you had a couple of things to say on yeah, I was just variants on variant love. I, I I did I did not mind the kiss. I thought it was fine. I think what was more interesting to me was Loki after that. Yeah. So down bad after that scenario because <laughs> yeah. usually it's him doing the betraying. Um, he and he got betrayed. Times. <laughs> yeah i know that meme yo that stuff meme was crazy yeah, oh my god <laughs> but no it's Carl Thomas meme. Oh, yeah I'm, i'll be honest i i was i'll just be honest i was just ended that right now but i have to say i'm too white i had to google that so i'm not gonna pretend yeah I it's okay it's all right <laughs> but anyway um but no i think that it was actually really interesting i, I really liked that that's how it ended because there's a phenomenon which i don't think I, there probably is a name for it but i've talked about it in therapy before and it's a very common thing where the worst place you can be is when you change a thing about yourself for the better and you something bad happens to you, 
right? Where like, if you don't put yourself out that much, if you stay home all the time and you go out the one time and you, and someone like spits on your shoes, then that just reinforces you shouldn't do it. And so for Loki, who never trusts other people, who never puts himself out to other people, the fact that the one time he did, it bit him in the ass is like more crushing for someone who puts themselves out for other people all the time. Yeah, right. so where does his character go after this? I think is really interesting. And I, I think as far as that, I think that was fine because you need you need that type of moment to to kind of not only push the story forward, but give Loki so not only this obvious uh, multiverse chaos scenario, but also stuff for him to really think about. Because I, I think he, it's more important that he has that because what is happening with his multiverse, like Loki is not going to be the answer to that. He's just not going to be enough for that. What the fuck is going on? But, but I hope that um, because he's not the answer, it's just him like trying to do like cleanup crew shit or whatever. Like right. him, Mobius, um, Hunter B-15, or actually him trying to, one, uh, teach them what has happened because their memory, they don't have that memory anymore. And that's my question to you all. Did he get pushed into another universe yeah let's talk about this because like i will say that final scene was such a gut punch i think it was just the whole accumulation of like every like just taking in the whole jonathan majors experience and like thinking i'd have like my okay let's settle down let's regroup let's get into the next season he's gonna find hunter b15 and mobius and they're gonna figure out what happens and the second that they don't recognize who he is like I was watching with friends and I was just like, oh fucking hell. <laughs> like this Which, is just... real quick a... for Ravona, then <laughs> she would remember, right? Because mm-hmm. um Miss Minutes sent her on her way. And I wonder if that was on purpose because she knew that it was going to like either a, a mind wipe of some sort happen or whatever the case was, like well, what do you think pretty... around the room? So starting with you, Steph, what do you think like are you saying this is a memory wipe type situation or is he in a different universe i know I'm, I'm torn between the two i don't okay. know um maze I, I have no idea i don't really want to totally derail this podcast for 15 minutes while i ramble about like how time works can you do it in five <laughs> tight five tight five, <laughs> five. Yeah. time yeah. works different on the mc university right, pod. Right, right. um couple different references obviously this show is loaded with them but in mm-hmm. relation to this conversation in particular Everybody's saying Planet of the Apes when Mark Wahlberg comes back yep, and you get yep. the, the chimpanzee oh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln. But it's also it's really like Back to the Future where mm-hmm. Marty goes back and discovers that Biff has become Donald Trump. Right. So that's what's happening here is that the, there's a statue of Kang and it is Kang this time. The costume is different mm-hmm. instead of the space lizards. It has already happened. And this is tough because we know that it works different in the TVA but we've always perceived it as linear time. Like mm-hmm. the whole length of this show has been linear, which yeah. like mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense when it's people who can go anywhere and do anything essentially. Right. So when you combine that with how calm he who remains is sitting in his chair, like this is just going to happen again and I'm just going to end up back here. That's right. some real Russ Cole true detective shit. Time is a flat <laughs> circle. Everything right. we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. So mm. there's a multiverse. It's a time loop. We can time travel. I think that as soon as they kissed or he got stabbed, like it got reset. And like 
instantly shifted. How how low how Loki like dodged that and retained his memory? Not totally sure. What happened right. to Ravona? Is she gonna be reset too, or was she in some? world doing something what did she do even did she cause it you know there, like there's plenty of questions man the, the way that i am for the moment head canoning it is and i think i probably mentioned this before it's the way that doctor who explains stuff like that is that basically being aware that a change in the timeline has happened you're let you can retain your memories of what's going on which doesn't make a ton of sense obviously but in doctor who time is like a living thing so you, it, anyway but so like the fact that loki was cognizant of the fact that multiverses were happening and existing could change it or if the kiss was the thing that changed it he was outside of time when that happened so right. that also could mm. be ac well <laughs> for for me as far as what i think about this situation is only family um, I matters. Think, I get it. Uh. <laughs> I think. I think. I think it's a. I think it's a new timeline that mm -hmm. Loki has been sent back to uh, in this scenario. Obviously, this new timeline with Kang as the ruler, which I'm sure at some point in season two they'll do another one of these end of season things where where Loki got a. Well, do we even Kang know when again. this? is coming relative to other things that we're supposed to have come along AC Alleg allegedly that okay. they were they were supposed to film this back to back when they originally shot it but obviously covid changed that so mm -hmm. um if i had to guess i'm maybe later this year or wow. or at the beginning of next um i know we're not going to get an answer from certain people uh of course the yeah, powers you know. that be so you know what I, I it's it's anyone's guess but at this point you get Spider-Man, you get Doctor Strange in March. Um, if I had to guess, it'll be 2023 when we see this again. Well, there's a lot to look ahead to, but before we get to that, is there anything from this episode that people want to shout out, point out from yes. here? Go ahead, AC. Oh my gosh, the start of it. So okay. you get all of the all of the ma the major quotes from like- Like the opening credits the moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like it, all of that, and it almost like symbolized like, hey, some some crazy shit is about to happen here. Something is going to change, um, and it's like people said, it's not it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. It's the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse mm. now. Um, that was a you nice guys have to change back. your podcast. Yeah, name. multiversity Bummer. like hey, just Man other, Crush Monday podcast. Yeah, the other uh, yeah. the other guy who ha wants to be known as Marvel Cinematic University is gonna be very happy about that. But um, <laughs> I just want to I just want to know that you know damn well that when they're going through all the quotes that they added the what is uh, grief but love persevering afterwards. I love it. Because there's no yeah. way they would have, if, um, if they didn't, they fucking called the shot, but I, they had yeah. to have done it last Well, that, that, like that is the beauty of how you can put a thing like that together because obviously, you know, it, it, it is tacked on probably, but like when it happened, I'm like, wow, everything is coming together and it's so recent and connected. And I, I, I was such a sucker for it. I loved it. And um, yeah, the other thing I want to shout out is uh, Tara Strong, obviously great voice actress. Um, of course, yep. Uh, Miss Minutes, the just it, her in this episode felt there was a different tone going on there. Oh especially yeah, especially at the oh, start, the way that yeah, 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 the way she was talking about you could have the Infinity Gauntlet, you could kill Thanos, and all this other stuff. It it was a great great job by by her in that scenario. That, I mean, that scene alone, we got a hint of it already when it came to that first episode where Loki just realized he was like in way over his head. But just like, think about the enormity 
and we're, I mean, because of COVID and just not having too many th- properties afterward, like we're not far separated from Endgame, and now just, that just seems like a walk in the park, as yeah, compared to what play. we're going to do. It's child's play. I mean, it's it's a fight in the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, that I, was the that was the pulling the drawer out and just seeing the Infinity yeah. Stones of paperweights. That's literally what they are now. It's pretty wild. One thing that I wanted to ask you guys before we move on to the future. Mm. Kang refers, or Immortus refers to the other versions of himself as variants. Like, you came to me, kill the devil. Guess what? I keep you safe. And if you think I'm evil, wait till you meet my variants. Yeah. And throughout the length of the show, it seemed to me that variants were like deviations in the timeline. Like, you make a weird choice that's right. gonna fuck up the flow of time that makes you a variant but amortis makes it sound like variants are you from another dimension so they it, are is, but because I, I what he probably... was doing was when he made the sacred timeline he basically got rid of all the other dimensions and so therefore in order for other yeah. dimensions to exist variants create other dimensions the whole thing. so it's the it's the idea that you, there's one timeline originally and then choices or things happen that's that branch it like the sliding doors Mm -hmm. effect exactly so what he's doing is he's just as soon as somebody makes a choice he doesn't like he's exactly yeah Yeah, exactly yeah and he had gotten to the point where it was just it was running formulaically as as he wanted to go that that's essentially that's what the tva is at that point right yeah okay so so but if you like open up a hole to another dimension like he shows in his exposition claymation demo mm-hmm. that's also a variant if you just encounter someone that's mm-hmm. the other version of you mm-hmm. yep okay all right which, yeah. which i think like the, the is- point of that there is like they used to do that and he's like that doesn't work and then yeah. they went ahead and he's like i'm just gonna get rid of all these yeah because if you got rid of all the other independent like eight other multiverses in the wild and there's only one timeline therefore the only way you find a variant is if someone made a different choice you know because if there aren't okay. a- naturally occurring other variants. so you get you're like pulling the roots out you're like mm-hmm. getting to the the problem before it even yep. splits off right right okay all right mm. well <laughs> with all that covered where do we even start <laughs> oh there's a lot of places to start ac i mean where, where do you want to start I mean, listen, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people on the internet who don't think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are showing up in this this movie. I promise you they are. Mm -hmm. Let's just get that out. Let's just get that out of the way. So you're you're bringing back that portion of it. You're bringing back uh, Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx and all the, just the cluster bleep of of people in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So then Doctor Strange is obviously in it too. And that's a and that'll be a scenario to see how that even makes things worse because I'm going to assume that it does make things worse going into a multiverse of madness and I think now you also have to look at Wanda uh, as a as a scenario in multiverse It's not of multiverse madness. of chill vibe, put it that way. No, no. So I mean we go back to that stinger at the end of WandaVision with her looking for her kids and mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's going to find them, and that's going to be create another problem. And well, here's my question problem. then, yeah. um, and I'm going to pass this to Steph. Like, clear, like we had this conversation. There are certain people who know what's going on. Like we know Loki knows what's up. Sylvie knows what's up. 
Kang and all the very variants of Kang know what's up. When we encounter these um, characters that I'm assuming we know from our MCU in these coming movies, are we going to go through a constant people figuring out in the moment of what's happening or how exactly are you going to be dealing with this? Because we needed a whole series for this for Loki to get a grasp of it. But like, how are we going to do it with these movies? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Cause I wonder that too, um, because maybe with Wanda, while she is doing her thing with the dark hold, um, maybe, I don't know, she gets notified there or if it's a situation where a strange shows up because she is <laughs> dabbling in the dark hold um, and they go off somewhere. So they also avoid, um, you know, Well, how about this as a question then? Is there any character happening. that you think that might be uh -huh. in the know already? Or have an idea of some of this going on? Because I think yeah, it would have to be Strange. Doctor Strange, Strange right? Because okay. so, <laughs> do you all think that? Because I have this question, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> do you all think in all the different alternate realities and stuff that he saw when they were on the planet, um, or before, like, yep, he disappears or whatever? Mm -hmm. Do you think he saw this? Well. When he looks at all no, the possible right. realities, isn't that basically looking at all the branches of yeah. reality? That's what I'm thinking. That's what that I would point. think, yeah. right? Fourteen million six hundred and five. So it's like almost it's almost like when Thor says time like, to do science is magic. Like I think they're all talking about the same thing differently. And yeah. I, and Actually, I just really made a. I'm sorry. I made a. I made a brain fart earlier. I think people really, and I, I know because it's an animated series, it's not going to get like the same pub as everything else. What if it's something that you're going to have to pay attention to because it does affect yes. everything right. in the movies? It does. Well, it's a and I think well, what if has a whole new context with everything that we know here? Like when we, yeah. if we know a multiverse exists and all there are all these alternate versions and variants, right. what if is not what if? What if isn't like someone's like fantasy? What if is mm -hmm. this is all going on? These are all yeah. possibilities, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. 10 episodes um starting august 11th running mm -hmm. till october 13th if i'm not mistaken so that'll that you know that'll take us past uh, shang chi and um probably lead us to either hawkeye or miss marvel right. so but yeah pay attention to what if those stories are going to be very interesting there's going to be stuff coming uh with that from the watcher and the uh, and maybe even there was a tease in the trailer of the guardians of the multiverse so Mm. Uh, that that could be a thing going forward as well. Jake, now, you're Loki and you're going into season two. What's your first move? Well, I am I am someone who thinks that I can solve any problem just by talking enough. And so I'm definitely trying. <laughs> I don't like how much you guys laughed at that. No, um, <laughs> uh, but I definitely do. I, and, and I think that you just try to convince Mo Mobius what you're saying is true. But I imagine okay. that he, and I think Loki Lo probably would do that. I imagine Lo Mobius won't, since he's not the same Mobius, will probably be like, yes, of course, relax. We know it's Kang. We know. And, right, right. <laughs> and then I think you try to get Sylvie because with the your other friend gone, you're, what do you have left, you know? Like, because you're obviously powerless over this multiverse stuff and clearly Sylvie's alone and she, and, and if anyone in the world is going to be able to forgive her for making that mistake, it's you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Maze, are you trying, are you learning from the lesson here and you're going to try to like combine it back into one timeline or are we going to let it fly? 
Well, it's all repeating itself. So the multiverse <laughs> war is happening. That's right. That's what's going to happen. It's I'm inevitable. Just, I'm just like Jonathan Majors is now the most important person by far. <laughs> right. And like yeah, I could, is. I would watch a movie with seven Jonathan Majors. Yeah, <laughs> like might get that in Quantum Mania. Do we need? <laughs> do we need Sam Wilson? Captain America? <laughs> what the fuck is that guy going to do with this? How like, pissed are you suit? as Sam oh, Wilson at that point? You don't, you <laughs> just, quick. you just like beat GSP kind of. You didn't really beat him. You just like flew away from him. You got a cool new like wings and this. Like, can you imagine like this report coming across his desk? <laughs> it's like, all right, we beat the flag smashers, these like super powered, you know, rebels who getting just rejected wanna... for a bank loan doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore right you it's know, like i you know maybe put your finances to the side sam hmm. like we got some real shit going on but you know ac is like posted on twitter oh dr strange is gonna have his handful god damn yes he is like benedict <laughs> is the best hero that we have i guess at this point like the most equipped but are we gonna get variants of mm -hmm. like everybody that we deal with it's, you're talking about spider-man you might see spider-man variants yeah which is going to be more of like a meta wink wink like haha -ha thing uh, yeah. like, uh, oh, and by the way i should say this about the spider-man variant uh scenario i have a feeling and just call it a feeling that it's not just for the spider-man movie eyes emoji i'll just leave it there Okay. All right. All right. Toby McGuire's career is back. What are you saying, AC? Tugboat Toby's back. <laughs> just, just, let, let's just say Doctor Strange is going to need a little. Obviously, he's probably going to need a little bit of help. Yeah, a little I, bit of help. I, I, I think the key for a Toby McGuire Spider-Man scenario is we just don't let him get to the third one. <laughs> no, I think we start with emo Peter Parker. That's wow. the one I'm hoping to see <laughs> right, more, right, than, right. more than anything else. But yes. but the thing is, I, I to answer your question, Maze. I think that they're not going to make it that every single movie from now on is just everyone doing multiple versions of themselves. There might right. in like the Doctor Strange movie, we might have everyone there's a multiple version of someone else. But I think if that's not the point, then it's kind of like because once you introduce multiple versions of the same character, then whatever the rest of the plot of the movie is about, that's not the movie's about the multiverse, you know? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like okay. they just opened up a large can of space worms in this finale here that I don't, it's not going to be easy to close that shit back up. Like, no, no I don't think so. No, I don't think they will. No, I don't think they will. But also the way that Kang told, tells the story, and obviously the multiverse is going to have issues in the present day, but it did seem like there wasn't a big multiversal issue until it's not like at all times there is a war going on. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's another thing with like the whole perception of time, right? Like, the TVA can go anywhere. So that's that's something that makes my little head explode. Is like <laughs> they could have been popping up in any of the previous Marvel movies. Like they have right. the leeway to like go in there at some point. So like it's still kind of like watching as, as tell from the series you by know? keeping it like linear. And like Loki apparently is gonna show up in multiverse of madness and i really thought that you know they were putting mm. him on the bench but no like now loki <laughs> can literally go anywhere and pop up at yeah. any time right and i think another character and i can't say this enough because i always i've been referring to him a lot on the timeline as of late and pretty much for the past like five six months mandarin even though they're Sorry. even though they're what's that 
didn't even hear that. Kingsley back. Don't worry about I'm it. Kingsley, Mike. Kingsley we back. Kingsley back. We ain't doing that today. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say, before Jerome interrupted me, that um, <laughs> that I think your man Mordo, even though he's enemies with Doctor Strange right now, All right. I think in this instance, in terms of trying to fix things, he's all about that because, as he says, there are consequences to this unnatural thing that that mm. sorcerers and and everybody else is doing. So I'm sure as I'm sure once Wanda started with the stuff with the dark hold, I'm sure he's somewhere thinking, "Huh, I'm gonna be right there. There's gonna be an issue there." So okay, he's play well, a part in this too. You know what? Um, it, it kind of leads me to a question I have now because it seems like we're kind of getting to a point. The same way we used to have that point with the Infinity Gauntlet of like, I think we're getting to a big bad and not necessarily just like a big bad villain, but just a big bad situation that we have to deal with. So I think we need a team. Who do we need for this right now? And I'll open that to everyone around here. Wow. Steph, who, who, who are you manifesting? Who are you it's going to have to be Fantastic Four, but okay. it's not even in a way that they would actually fix it. It's just they'll maybe go and clip the one the one rosebud but like there's just mm-hmm. a whole branch and they, i just i don't you know like i just don't see them closing things up like if they do put together if we do put together a team i think it's you know fantastic four i don't think it's any of the current players that we have now it's got to be some new characters maybe right. maybe one or two of a, a new character that we've met but it's all new characters um how maybe it's young avengers i don't know but right. I like this this situation yeah. because we've got like, you know, you can introduce like the different uh, Marvel 283 or I'm just throwing out numbers, but like, <laughs> you know, these different Marvel literally universes and Miles. just have stories. Yes, yeah, stories that exist in them um, because everybody like wants to preserve their timeline. I mean, this is the new answer to Wong's like, do you want more? We need everything. And yeah, then I, some. But t- but like, they can get point. really weird. And it's okay. Yeah. And, and the thing that I like about the multiverse thing in this Kang thing is that it really feels like, like, I don't think that, I think at some point they'll probably win over Kang in this whole issue. But like, I mm-hmm. think that multiverse madness feels like it will end with a bandaid put, being put on it. Like yeah. mm. temporarily. Most definitely. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's not like Thanos where Thanos is singularly minded to destroy, to do one thing. <laughs> the multiverse of war is indifferent to this universe specifically. So like if they can find a way to be like, we're now like, if they do some type of magic spell or whatever, where it's like this universe is now like encased in gelatin and they can't get through. Mm -hmm. And like, but that always can be undone, you know? And I think that they'll probably have that as a possibility also. Cause as I've talked about a million times, but I love to do this. Jonathan majors is not a man in his fifties. So he can be around for a long time. And um, so, yeah, I think that, they'll that the final answer might involve the fantastic four but for now i think that they probably can just use some neosporin and get a band-aid on it with completely yeah no i and i think that like when i ask that question it's really like the long play like where are we going to get to because clearly we have a a roster of sorts still available to us that need that can get involved and do some things but i'm pretty sure from everything i've heard from all of you on this pod it's not enough (laughs) No, and the crazy thing is, it's like, and 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 I also find interesting the way that they've decided to separate the stories here, Marvel as a whole. So we have this multiverse scenario here. 
We have whatever's happening on Earth with Val and her team and whatever oh God, she's Val. planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Val. And then you also, we haven't even gotten to the, we have the Thor and the Guardian storyline that's going to happen at the beginning of the year. And then you also have this secret invasion, Skrulls, Nick Fury, yep. that scenario, along with Captain Marvel, uh, Monica Rambeau, and Miss Marvel. So you have that too. So there's yep. just this, the, there's a lot that they're juggling at the same time. We've got players. Yeah, they're all yeah. over the place. So yeah. how those things eventually come together at some point. Um, like I always, I've, I've always felt that this is going to eventually lead to Secret War. Um, that just right. feels like that's where it's going to go. And then eventually I, I mean, it, Doctor I, Doom. If you that felt stuff. that way before, like Loki, of anything, all but set you on. Oh, that it path. is sure. It, yeah, right. it is sure that like yeah. once this, once Doctor Strange happens, like nothing, like here. Clearly, nothing's going to be the same. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is just going to reaffirm that. That nothing right. is going to be the same as we thought it was um, when we were thinking about Phase 1 and, and Iron Man being stuck in the desert. Right. I mean, we can go on forever. Marvel's got their hands full. They got um, their because, hands full. Well, it's just funny, though, because the way that if you've been, however you've been watching Marvel movies, since uh, what 2008 2009 Mm. you're going to have to completely shift on that and i don't think that that's a bad thing i think they needed to um, do this in order to like keep it fresh but i'm very curious to see like the general public and how they make this switch uh and because it it starts to feel more like comics because oh you got 80 billion different books going on yeah or not even just swords control but like the way that the movies and the tv shows are acting now they really feel like nothing you know, feels casual anymore. Events. no yeah. not at all yeah you got to pay attention to the movies now you should have always been paying attention but you have to pay attention now mm. the thing that i was thinking about because i go on reddit too much um and <laughs> i saw someone i'm on a uh one of the subreddits i like is called uh, aged like milk where it's just basically like if someone in like you know February 2020 said like this coronavirus is gonna be over in two weeks that goes right. in there and someone says and when WandaVision was announced was like oh yes th- this is exactly what everyone wants a show with Wanda and Vision two of the most boring characters in a sitcom that like no one interested in this and that's a take a lot of people have yeah. but I think the thing that and I didn't get an argument in the comment section I, it could have been but like I said that like the thing that makes Marvel better and more successful than other counterparts because Marvel Studios. Pound for Pound is, it's actually not even close in terms of the most successful movie studio of all time. Like average film gross is unbelievably high compared to any other movie studio ever Mm -hmm. is because they don't never give audiences exactly what they want. I mean, obviously with Endgame, they do quite a bit, but like generally it's they give audiences what they don't know they want yet. And so that requires them to take some gambles. And so I think this multiverse thing is a gamble because then they're really gambling that people really care a lot about this stuff. And it's at a certain point, you just got to be like, I'm going to stop believing that Marvel's gambles are wrong until they mess up, you know, until one right. of their gambles doesn't work. It's like they, if Kevin Feige thinks that people are going to go along with the multiverse, I have some doubts, but it's like they went along with the fucking infinity saga and like a guy, a purple guy with nutsack on his face, wanting stones, like ah, they'll go along with it. <laughs> and I think the other thing, you know, to your, to your point um, on that is it, it, a lot of it is the choices. The Jonathan Major, the, the casting of Kang is a huge choice. Like, you got to right. get that right. And they got it right. So, okay. See, I, like I do want to actually ask that of you and definitely Steph as well. I like, there, I just don't know anything. 
period about Kang. And uh, it almost seems like the idea of casting Kang is unlike other characters that we had before. It's not like casting one character. It's casting a variety of different mm-hmm. versions of the same character. Mm-hmm. But you're feeling so far just like pitch perfect note. Confident. Perfect. Nailed yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. They have an actor who is capable, who has, who literally has the range and is going right. to need the range. So um, nice. they got that right. Um, wow. That, that's, you know what? They the... probably sent uh, HBO email like, yeah, don't renew. I think um, I do <laughs> want to just note before I forget is I do love that. I could be wrong, but I do love when they talk about when he's in person in the conversation he has with other Kangs. He said, like, I like your nose, which I think is a note because like I think Jonathan Nature's famously, I mean, I don't know if the millipers made this observation, has a gigantic nose. And I know that mm-hmm. that was definitely written for him. And I do mm-hmm. love the way he said that because it did feel very personal. <laughs> like uh, because it was like I like your clothes, and the only physical feature is I like your nose. It's like ah, uh, they wrote that for I, I just Nature's. love how schizophrenic he is, but in control. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's so cool. I'll say this: The Matrix Reloaded would have been a much better movie if the architect was like him. Oh, Jonathan God. Majors? Oh wow. yeah. Oh give, give me a temp pad. Jesus. Let me fix that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like I love time shit, and like I really went into the Matrix Reloaded being like, I'm really no. I just it's it's good. It's but it's not that. It's not cool. Right. You and know what like I Steph, hope happens? Like Steph said. What do you well, hope? I was Steph? gonna say. I was actually gonna refer to Steph because it's like Steph says about Kang. He's a messy time bitch, and it's mm. just. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, I can't wait to see all of these versions pop up all over the place. What were you going to say there, Steph, though? No, I was just going to say, like, I just want, um, since we're playing with time and stuff, I think it would be really cool if Marvel took how different shows and movies have treated time and apply them in movies or different moments. So, like, we have a time cop moment where two people Mm -hmm. touch each other um, in this universe and... If they're the same, then you get turned into goop or they treat it kind of like back to the future or just different stuff like that. I, that probably might be too much, but how would you feel would about cool that? Because I mean, they got the well, like I yeah, said, I think that's what that happened, maze. man. They yeah. kissed and they've set this shit off. Like that's mm. that's what happened. Um, what AC was talking about was just like the different levels and like the different areas of focus that we have going forward. Me personally it's going to be harder to invest in something like Shang-Chi when I know that he's like taking baby steps and it's like an origin story. And like, there's going to be, there's going to be movies and shows and characters that are just like, not going to be enlightened to like what we're dealing with post Loki for probably a while. And that's okay. I'm not like, I I get that. I I think, I think for, I think it's like for us, we probably want to dive in as deep as possible, but kind of to Jake's point that he was saying in terms of the accessibility of where Marvel is going, you're going to need those movies to kind totally, of just because like you have take, to build yeah. up new store, yeah. you know, like and new properties also and stores, yeah. the thing that makes Marvel movies, I think, I think actually like the core thing that makes Marvel movies better than DC movies besides just a lot of stuff is that. <laughs> The reason why Infinity War, the end of Infinity War is sad is not because half of the universe is dead. It's because mm. people you care about are dead. And the thing is you need the smaller movies and movies that are not all about the, because universal stuff is, while it's very interesting, it's can't, it's inherently emotionally unavailable. So like if a multiverse, if a universe dies, that's completely inaccessible. 
So we need people to latch onto and to care about and to follow that we care about how they relate to the multiverse, you know? Um, and so I think that those smaller characters are important because then when something happens with the multiverse, it's like, oh my God, how is Shang-Chi going to get out of this? I really love him. Right. And I think you need that because if you don't have that, then you have half of fucking Metropolis or Gotham City getting destroyed. And it's like, oh, well, who cares about these thousands of people that died? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and the exception to that for me is Guardians, because Guardians was, you know, the biggest risk they took at the time. It's not an established group of characters. It's way the fuck away from yep. Robert Downey Jr. and Thor and all that shit. And like they nailed it. And then they nailed it even harder when they combined Thor with them. And like, <laughs> I'm so stoked for like Thor, Love and Thunder and Guardians 3. Like, those two could not have anything to do with Kang and not have anything to do with the multiverse. And I'm Completely. sure I'm going to love it. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm just saying like, I feel like they've just kind of like shown me behind the curtain and now I'm like, well, but, but the, but the time travel, but the, but the multiverse, <laughs> like, what, well, ah! you know, it's also the kind of exciting thing. And I think the Jonathan majors introduction here um, really has gotten me kind of like jumping up for it. And again, I'm going to look to you and to AC and Steph about this. We are only tapping the surface of the potential of villainry, like just villains yeah. in this. Mm -hmm. I, I, because I think that is a common complaint when it comes to MCU Marvel is just we don't really have great villains. Right. Like it, we don't come by them. And I, it's, it, I mean, a lot of it has been just like we didn't have the properties, yeah. but I, I just, I feel oh it's about to get real. <laughs> Once they do Doctor Doom, like that's yeah. another one. That's that's yeah. not a one-off. Also, in and and at one time, uh, in another in some universe, like Kang is a descendant of Doctor Doom. Right. Right. So. So and also, just, well, he's also related to Reed Richards, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So in whatever universe, the one that he's related to, um, Doctor Doom, I think is a situation with. Um, like Sue, if she basically this is all the Richards fault. Like Reed <laughs> shot up the club, shot up Sue's club, and now we have like Nathaniel. Like he's in he's the second, like the great great grandson or something like or like great 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 whatever. A thousand There's years Franklin's, of superhero uh, inbreeding. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Iron yeah. Lad and all the all this other stuff. Like it's just like ooh. Ooh, but this is how I mean they pretty much uh, made it easy for themselves to introduce um, mutants whenever they decided to do that. Yeah, I, I, I think if anything we can agree upon uh, coming out of this series, because a lot of us had some question marks about like, how exactly are they going to set up? Is it going to be a little messy? I think they, they have this figured out and it's about to yeah, be really Yeah, they got fun. their opening. Yeah. All right. Um, we could we really could go on forever about we this really but could. we're gonna have a lot of opportunities to do it yes. with more of these properties coming through uh i will ask any final thoughts on this jake do you have is that a yeah i just want to say because we talked a lot about the bigger picture stuff i just want to give once again i've been been on this beating this drum this whole time but i think they and i really can't wait to see i really hope she's in more than just loki season two marvel really fucking nailed it with uh sophia yeah. DiMartino. Because like Jonathan Major is more of a known quantity. And so Vijay Martino really just like, truly, if you look at her credits, it's like, you know, like those English shows that are on for six episodes and you're like, this can't be real. It's like the the uh, women of Derry who ride bikes. It's like, there's no way that this is a real show. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's all her credits. And they just found her. I mean, I actually was watching interviews with her this week 
And like, apparently they cast her off of just a self tape she did when she was nine months pregnant, which is just nice. like incredible. Um, and like, I think that they really captured them with a great charisma and I'm glad she lived and I'm really want to see her just do shit beyond just the show. Cause you really, I know you can just tell she can hang with whatever other big superhero oh, actors. Completely. Throwing yeah. mm-hmm. And so I really am excited to see where she goes. Um, because yeah, I'm really glad they didn't kill her off. Cause it would have really sucked if it's like, yep, we discovered this actress. So I'm not discovered, but we brought this actress into a bigger thing and she's dead. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Thank you to the listeners who have stuck with us through this entire series and this episode. Uh, we, we just, I think I speak on behalf of everyone. Um, in some points I am so overwhelmed with the amount of Marvel stuff, but it is so cool to have it around and be able to talk about it. Uh, thank you to all of you who have uh, been on this pod with me. Uh, I'm going to go around the room as per usual. Uh, Maze, where can people find you? Follow me at Corn Puzzle, Twitter and Instagram, listen to Cinephobe, podcast, ascertain, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my mom for watching this show because she likes Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, hanging in there. There you That's, go. Uh, he does really well with that demographic. Um, <laughs> like I know someone who, uh, I have a good family friend where they got, a, like seven years ago now, they got a German Shepherd and they named him Loki because the mom and the daughter were obsessed with uh, right. Tom Hiddleston. Right. And the mom right. was not a superhero fan at all, just saw the Avengers and was like, who is that guy? He survived the Swifties. Good on him. Um, Steph, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Steph underscore I underscore Will. Also go to whystuff.com and hey, pick up uh, Wonder Woman issue, well, I mean, Black and Gold issue two, July 27th. Mm. And then also... Nubia and the Amazons, uh, issue one on October 5th. Boom, boom, boom. We'd love to hear it all. Again, we'd love to see it. Thank you. We'd love to see it. Uh, AC. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Uh, Check out any writing I do at murphysmultiverse.com. Do you have anything that you're going to do coming out of uh, the finale and series? Yeah, I think I, I think I may just have to spotlight Majors' performance because cool. this is nobody's uh, handling that yet. So I think I may just do a little something on that. Also, like as far as this show is concerned, so I, I just want to get this out the way because we we got to do it. We got a mailbag next next week. Oh, I'll uh, get there. By, Don't worry, I got it. <laughs> okay, we got, and, we got um, this. And just yeah. uh, one and just well, what was I going to say? There was one last thing I was going to say. Um. No, I say I gotta thank uh, I gotta thank you guys, uh, you guys in general. Like it's, and 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 it's not like any like particular reason for saying this, but mm. I just thank you guys in general because over the years, um, and seeing Steph win as she has, and seeing May's success with Cinefold, and uh, just in general, very inspiring stuff from you guys. Um, and I'm very excited to see what you guys have going forward. And then obviously with us, we keep on trucking away. You never know what's going to happen. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Jake, um, if you can just pull over your truck for a sec. Uh, yeah, guys, I was behind you. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the Jay Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk and Strictly Monkin, which is a show about the USA Network original series Monk. I host with Andre Barrera. We're halfway through season seven, so we're almost done with the show. There's eight seasons. It's uh, wow. getting towards the end. Impressive. Wow. And uh, you can follow me at Black Dragon Roll. You can follow this show on Twitter at MC University Pod, as mentioned at the top two. 
Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod. Once again, thank you everyone who has been a part of it. The Discord, fantastic. The Photoshops, fantastic. The conversation Truly. and arguments, so fantastic. Cool. The Photoshops, I, I'll say this. I, I'm going to drop one uh, tomorrow after this pod. That is uh, amazing. I love it. Uh, so yeah, you know, we're having such a great time doing it. We have a bunch of things on the line. Uh, if you listen in, we have episodes about the, we're tackling the mission impossible series. We're tackling old Spider-Man series. We're tackle any kind of stray conversation we want to have about Marvel. Uh, we're having such a good time doing it and definitely join us, uh, if, if you want. And yeah, once again, um, as AC mentioned, we got ourselves a Loki mailbag. We're going to sit with this as if we couldn't sit with it anymore and think about everything we just took in and uh yeah we'll revisit a little bit next week if you have any questions definitely hit us up uh and we'll go through that and yeah we're even planning some uh fun things to drop in there next week as well so yeah um, look out for that mailbag very important for you know a particular reason you know, right. you never know who might show up. I think I think AC is literally going to explode. Yes, <laughs> we gotta end this pod. We gotta end this pod. What do you do? I gotta we really, yeah, we gotta get, we gotta kick, we gotta send him off in uh in his Ford. Um, <laughs> thank you once again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.